I'm going to go find some vintage jeans now that are very baggy and light colored. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Erasable Podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about the Blackwing 1138 and also updating our top five for the new year. But I'd like to introduce two guys who've taught me that HB really stands for homeboys, Johnny and Andy. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I we just found like our that. tattoo idea. <laughs> homeboys. <laughs> With a Z, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the Z is just the two for HB number two, just HBZ. It's three B. We're we're the three boys. HB three HB three three boys. Just three boys. There we go. Hey guys. Hey, everybody having a good day off today? Yeah. Well, Johnny Johnny always has a day off because he's he doesn't work outside the home. Nothing to do. I think he just goes to coffee shops and Instagrams. Today I got to go to the bathroom by myself. <laughs> Super oh, tough. Yeah, Nobody grabbed my awesome. leg while I was brushing my teeth. It's awesome. <laughs> Daddy, what are you doing? What's it look like I'm doing? <laughs> oh, don't you love that? The, our, our Henry does that uh, where you, you say something and you say it very clearly. Like, would you like a sandwich? He goes, huh? <laughs> would you like a sandwich? Huh? It's like Henry, you Would you like a sandwich? <laughs> Quit effing with me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I'm excited to be back on. It took us a little while to get back from uh, the last episode with TJ. So we had kind of intended to do a close-up episode soon after, but as things have happened in the past, they got in the way. So turns out you can't follow you can't follow TJ. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we've just been at the drawing board of dreaming up how this episode could top the where last. Where do we go now? Yeah. Yeah. We actually record at three and we scrapped them. Yeah. I'm like, ah, these suck. I, I, yeah. All these rough drafts. Yeah. And I think we need to stop just saying, we'll go ahead and record next week. Like, I think we've learned our lesson. With <laughs> don't, that. don't commit to anything. That, that doesn't, that doesn't work for us. <laughs> that sort of accountability doesn't really stick. So, uh, yeah, but tonight we're going to be talking about the 1138, kind of having our official discussion, but we'll get to that uh, later. Also, we're going to do a quick kind of run through of our top five pencils for the new year, however you want to interpret that, whether it's an update of our one on the site, uh, which is down right now, or uh, our top five of the year kind of thing, which you've sort of talked about before, but I think, Johnny, were you saying that you were thinking it would be something like the five that you're really enjoying using right now, like 2016, uh, that's what I did. kind of like, like starting this- the year instead of finishing the year? I couldn't think of it. I just opened the pencil roll and I'm like, those are short. I guess yeah. those are it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds good. So, but let's just start out like we always do with tools of the trade. And Andy, will you get us started? Yeah. Um, so it is uh, 11 a.m. here and more like 11.23. But um, I did get up before this, I swear. <laughs> but I'm having coffee right now. I just had some breakfast. So I am drinking a... Um, roast that a blend that was roasted in Palo Alto, so semi locally. Um, it's called Coupa, C O U P A. And uh, I'm sitting in my uh, what was built as a dining room, but we kind of use as like a reading slash pencil collection slash book room. Uh, <laughs> there is construction happening on my apartment complex. So uh, if you hear like, heard? yeah, if you hear like drills and things, 
Um, I'm going to try to mute when I'm not talking, but um, that's what's happening here. Uh, they work during the day, and apparently they do not get MLK Day off. So, yeah, that's that. So I'm uh, drinking coffee and writing. Somebody is drinking something with ice in it. Oops, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost gone. <laughs> drinking coffee and writing with my 1138 in prep for discussion today. Um, and writing in the last page of my um, Shenandoah Field Notes notebook that I'm using. Sounds like somebody's trying to beat down your door. Yeah, it's uh, they're removing stucco from the outside wall, and everything's made of stucco out here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I'm just, um, yeah, sitting on the opposite side of the apartment, but apparently it's still coming through. Curse these sensitive microphones. You do like in a beautiful mind and just yell out the window very politely. You're like, I'm podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Give it a rest, boys. <laughs> and shoot a nail gun at you. <laughs> so that is uh, that is my setup. How about you, Johnny? Well, um, I don't really drink anymore, but I'm drinking right now because it's empty. So I'm having Crown Royale Northern Harvest Rye, which is delicious for a blended rye. And I'm writing with a Blackwing 1138 and a Field Notes Snowblind Edition, which is getting dirty really quickly. How about you, Mr. Tim? I am using my Darth Maul Palomino HB, which is what? an orange one. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a Darth Maul H, uh, Palomino HB. I sharpened it on both ends. <laughs> um, Do you flip it around? It's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like I never stop. Just keep writing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I am drinking... A doctor enough, actually. So, a little soda I'm the only in the one afternoon. For now, as usual. <laughs> wait, wait till the break. I'll join you. One time, <laughs> I drink all month. <laughs> <laughs> I drink. Yeah. So that's very, a, very small whiskey. Crown Royale. I have a funny story about Crown Royale. Uh, they, you know, the purple bag, whatever. Yeah. Uh, when I was taking driving lessons in Northwest Indiana, the guy who would give us our who was giving me and my buddy our driving lessons, would pick us up. He didn't carry a wallet, but he carried a Crown Royale bag, that, like the <laughs> little sack, and he would just like put all the stuff in it. Oh, yeah. And so every time he'd pick us up, he'd have this like pouch, Crown Royale pouch on his <laughs> on his lap. And it's like, hopefully I don't get pulled over because this guy's holding up. <laughs> that sounds very Crown Northwest Royale. Indiana. Yeah, yeah. And he would, uh, he was missing several fingers, and he would always have us drive him to the bowling alley, and he'd get out for like 20 minutes and, go see his friends inside and then come out and then we'd go back and drive. Like one of us would drive him to the bowling alley and the other one would drive us back home from the bowling alley. <laughs> yeah. So Northwest Indiana, oh, bowling yeah. alleys and crown Royale. We have somebody in the chat from Northwest, Northwest Indiana. Really? Yeah. D Franks is from Sherville. Sherville. What? Yeah. That's wild. Man. From Munster. Well, uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah, that's it for me. I'm still using, chipping away at my uh, Bob Slate Mountain Tom 6x4. So still chugging away in that one. Yeah. Well, let's get into our Blackwing discussion. That's 1138. So we, uh, I apologize in advance because a lot of my thoughts about them are kind of similar to the mini discussion we had when we had TJ. But uh, we're going to talk through it, just kind of take it step by step. Maybe we can start by, uh, maybe Andy, if you want to describe what the project was, like describe the pencil and what they tried to do with it. And then we can get into giving all of our, our feedback and having a discussion about it. So Andy, yeah. do you mind doing 
Absolutely. Um, so this is the uh, third pencil in the Palomino volume series. It's the uh, first one that's made from a core of the uh, original Blackwing, Palomino Blackwing Classic, as we call it, the MMX. So it is definitely the um, softest and darkest of the, um, of the three so far. Um, the styling on it is, uh, it's, a, it's a movie on a pencil. They actually took um, kind of an amalgam of the frames of, um, what's the name of the movie? Uh, Journey, Journey to the Moon. Um, it's an old, like, early 1900s silent movie where um, it's just like a, a sci-fi movie, about 13, 14 minutes long. Um, I think you can watch it for free on YouTube or anywhere. Uh, Netflix has it right now in color. Oh, ne- Netflix, in color. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they took the original black and white version. They, they took all the frames and they condensed it down to fit on a pencil barrel. So it kind of looks like a cross between a barcode and just like some some black and white and gray stripes. Um, it's really striking. Uh, it's not it's not my very favorite design ever. Um, it but it's you can definitely tell that there's like some sort of a sequence happening here. There's periods of like lighter colors and darker colors. Um, and then they put a silver silver ferrule on it, which I just love. I think this is, that's my very favorite part of this pencil. Uh, and then a um, a black eraser on the end. So um, <laughs> this pencil had a lot of discussion in the group. Um, people loved it or they hated it. Um, I I think they pulled it off really nicely. It's not my favorite. It's a little. I don't want to say it's gimmicky because I don't I don't think that's the right way to say it. But it's it's very specific. Whereas I think like the Blackwing Two Eleven was basically just sort of like. It was themed, but it was very simple. You know, it was like like mm-hmm. wood and nature themed. So they used a, a recycled eraser. They use, you know, a like a very clear natural lacquer. Um, this one is so specific. Um, but I mean, it writes really well. It's the same process that they when they um, put that fade on the seven twenty five. Um, I think it's the same for this one too, because you can see the. You can see when you sharpen it kind of like a white undercoat um, below the printing. So I'm guessing maybe they had like white blanks that they then printed over. Does that, does that, seem, does that seem accurate, Johnny? Yeah, it sounds right to me. Yeah. And they said it wasn't, you know, a label. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, they don't foil stamp it, which is good. Um, yeah. Or foil wrap it, I should say. Um, so I appreciate that because I can't stand those pencils. But <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really love as as we talked about last episode. I really love that they used a silver ferrule because, yeah, to me that just awesome. means they can, they can put. There's another thing entering the mix. Maybe someday we'll see like, you know, anodized ferrules in like different mm-hmm. colors. Um, when we when we finally get our um, blackwing blackout. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They can anodize the silver ferrule to like a dark color. So yeah, it's um, it's gorgeous. I, I love that ferrule a lot. It goes so well with, um, that black eraser. And you know, if they did that for one of them, they surely didn't just, yeah, do it one as like a one-off. I'm sure they'll use it in other ones, and they probably even made a, a ton of them. And somebody has really... dozens of tubs sitting around full of silver yeah. ferrules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um... <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Charles Charles just swims in his silver ferrules every day. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of hoping that maybe uh this is a precursor or kind of a hint towards a new standard one. Not like yeah. the pencil itself but just the silver ferrule being part of a new um 
you know, oh, like a fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, I've been, and we've talked about several times the, uh, the idea of the possibility of a, a natural standard mm-hmm. and uh, oh, a natural man, standard awesome. with a silver ferrule would be and a pink eraser. Fantastic. Oh man. I put in. <laughs> God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Hope they're taking notes over there at Palomino because I just got, I just got chills. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we're we're doing some product visioning for them. <laughs> yeah, that that would be cool. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, how's how's the stock looking for these eleven thirty eights? Does it seem like I know that they're out of stock on pencils dot com and and uh, the Blackwing website, but there's still stores with some stock, right? Have we I think JetPens still has them. Yeah. Pretty sure. Well, I'm double, I'm double checking right now, but um, I don't expect. I expect it'll, you know, definitely sell out. But I don't think it's sold out nearly as fast as uh, either of the last two, but especially the two eleven. So I find oh, myself. Yeah, that thing's gone. Yeah. So I find myself using this a lot more than I use any of the MMXs, and I'm, I'm not sure why. I think it. I mean, part of it because it's it's new and, you know, looks cool. But I think I. I just sort of burnt myself out on the MMX because for a long time that was the only one there was. And mm-hmm. so yeah, and Joe from the Gentleman Stationer swears that it's a little harder than the MMX. Hmm. Which could make it a little more writer friendly. I I do feel like I I definitely sharpened it less than I did with the MMX, but that also could be because I'm just subconsciously, you know, writing a little bit uh softer with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's yeah. I don't know. I I have not done a comparison side by side well these i feel like the new black wings are a good experiment in um how the pencil is finished affecting how it writes because i'm mm. not the biggest fan of the 602 but i love the 211 yeah just because in the tactile feel of the pencil is so differently different and this one feels like you say it's so different than the the mmx because it's glossy and slippery what's the name of that um scientific principle by where just the act of observation changes the outcome of an experiment is it is it the heisenberg principle no idea. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> You'll ask me at science. Yeah, uh, I'm sure somebody in the chat, the chat knows. Humanities uh, major. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Margaret Landis says it is the yeah the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Um, so maybe maybe just sort of like the act of, you know, just just understanding that this has the same core will make us, you know, write with it a little bit smoother or gentler. I don't know. Oh, yeah. just, I'm yeah, just making the same. <laughs> I'm following you. Yeah. So, uh, what do what do you think about it, Tim? I uh, so overall, I like it. I think it's a really cool concept. I think it looks cool. I think it. I think they, what they were going for, they nailed it. You know, I think it's it's really original. It's they got us. I think they led us with 725 and 211 with two fairly simple ones. Even, I mean, I know the 725 had the multicolor, which is cool, but this one was great because they went off in left field in something that was very unusual looking that I think... It was kind of a gamble, set, and I, I do think they pulled it off. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it set a precedent for the future, saying that it's not they're not all going to be simple. Sometimes we can we can go off and do something really different that you've never seen before because i mean you see a natural 211 which of course i adore but there are lots of pencils that look like that yeah and and even the in the 725 was a little bit kind of out of the ordinary but still it didn't look out of the realm possibility that somebody else would have made a 
a pencil that changes colors, but I think the possibility of somebody doing this, uh, I guess what I'm getting at is that a pencil isn't the typical medium for someone to do something cool like this, like the, what was it called? Film barcoding onto yeah. a pencil. I don't think that ever would have happened if they wouldn't have done it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, which is really neat. So they could, they could really go anywhere from here. I, I'm not going to use it <laughs> you know, very much, <laughs> which is nothing against the pencil. It's just my preference with black wings in general. So yeah, it's nothing. We know you're it. a two eleven kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I that's just that's just me. So I'm not going to use it very much. Which and what I talked about last time, which I'll bring up again, is that one worry I have now that we've had three. You know, we've seen the 725, which was pearlish, and then we had the 211, which was 602-ish, and now we have the 1138, which is MMX-ish. Uh, and so I'm just hoping that it's not just a constant rotation of just one and the next and the next, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Mm, maybe because they'll, I, they'll switch it up and... Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm hoping they, they juggle it up a little bit. Yeah. Because so, if I was had a subscription and there was a year where it fell where there were two dozen basically MMXs that would just be kind of like a waste of money for me because I would never use them. Yeah. Which I know we, we split them. So that helps because I mean, you're only getting half anyways, which is, which is makes it better because I only have six instead of 12 that I won't use. Yeah. But, uh, that's one concern I have, which I don't, I don't really expect them to do that, but it's still in the back of my mind. So something that I found out since, uh, since we last talked about this, um, actually just by going to the Wikipedia page for the number 1138 is that George Lucas worked uh, the number 1138 into all of the Star Wars movies and uh, two of the three of the Indiana Jones movies. Did you know that? One, one, three, eight. One, I still don't it? get, get the name at all. So, so George <laughs> Lucas had a short film. Was it, called, the, was it the number of Leia's cell? Yeah. Yeah. It was the number of Leia's cell um, in an, a new help. Um, Oh, no, it was where Luke Skywalker claimed to be transferring Chewbacca from into Leia. Uh, so, yeah. And then yeah, in The Empire Strikes Back, um, General Rekin issues the following order. Send rogues 10 and 11 to Station 38. So apparently it was in there. <laughs> and Return of the Jedi, the, the number 1138 is inscribed on the side of Boosh, somebody's helmet. Um, it was Bosch. In Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, it's shown in Roman numerals in Dr. Jones' notebook in the library scene. So it just kind of works its way in. Um, 1138 can be seen on the back of the battle droid that Jar Jar Banks hits over the head after the destruction of the droid control ship in The Phantom Menace. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it originates from one of George Lucas's early films, THX 1138, which is mm-hmm. a like short sci-fi film. So I imagine they were sitting around Palomino headquarters saying... Oh, you know, the new Star Wars film is coming out not too long after this pencil comes out. We should do some Star Wars themed thing. And then they did some research and found out like this number was associated with it. And then this kind of like turned into a sci-fi general and pen- uh, sci-fi pencil in general, which makes makes a lot of sense and is really cool. So, it is yeah, it's a cool connection. I don't was it in The Force Awakens? Do we know that yet? Um, it, if it is, it's I, not in the uh, Wikipedia page here. Maybe somebody just hasn't caught it yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll have to watch it another bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Johnny doesn't want us to just go back down to the Star Wars rabbit hole that we did last time. <laughs> <laughs> the new pumpkin spice? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> Star Wars is the new pumpkin spice. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even fading. I think I'm the last person on Earth who hasn't seen the movie. I think you are too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll have, I'll have a link to this Wikipedia page in the show notes um, just so you can kind of look up all the various references to 1138. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I think um, overall, I thought it was a really cool project, the 1138. I'm looking forward to the next one just because I don't. Uh, I just don't. I'm not getting to use these. I tried for a couple of days and I carried it around, but it just sort of re. I, I was just reminded of the reason I don't use the MMX in the first place, um, which I know a lot of people who, you know, some people either don't mind drawing with it or writing with it, or they draw. I know that it's a, a nice soft pencil for for drawing, which I just never, never do. But I still give them kudos. I think they did a good job. And I know. Oh, one other thing I was going to say is that you know there are. I think with pens and with pencils, there are these sort of two camps. You know, there's the the people who, I don't want to call it purist, but like the simplicity, like those are the things that they really are attracted to. Um, and then there are the people who like things that are a little more uh, loud, I want to say, or unusual yeah. looking. And I think that camp definitely won out on on this one. Those people tend to be the ones who, like it the most these are maybe I, I compare it with the fountain pen world there are people who are obsessed with fountain pens and have 25 inks to choose from and most of them are blue or black and then there are the people who have ones that are you know like fluorescent green and bright orange and you know there's kind of yeah. those two different two different worlds and i think this is kind of on the loud side but um still it's it's just black and white so it's simple enough that i think everybody can enjoy it but it's i think this i think it can carry know. over in field notes too like um like True True Rivers, for example, was very like had a very specific theme, like yeah. typography, typography, uh wood printing, uh woodblock printing. And then um something like Shenandoah, you know, is is based off of leaves in the Shenandoah Valley, but it, it's a lot more classic and, and kind of broad, I guess, rather than something super specific. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I I think there's a lot of people like and, and, and I do like the variation. while I do prefer like the more like broad, I guess I hate to say pure, but like you know something like the Shenandoah or the Two Eleven, mm-hmm. I do appreciate when they do get specific like this because it just shows like a range in their in their creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else have any thoughts about the Eleven Thirty Eight? No, I have a, I have a question, especially the folks that are listening live. Um, am I the only one who got a dozen where half of them have weird chips in the finish? Oh, do they I don't, I don't think mine does. Mine all did. I mean, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Did some any of the ones I sent to you, Tim, have any? Not that I noticed. Um, huh. I actually did notice with my some of my two elevens uh, have mm-hmm. like uh, I guess if you're if you're holding the pencil upright, they have. Or, or I guess the easiest way to say is they have cracks that go all, along the pencil that are like two inches long. Uh, pretty good size cracks they don't actually open up and i think the whatever the little sealant they put sort of locks it in it doesn't really doesn't seem to make a difference but i've noticed that a couple of those had some longer cracks which is really odd just i just two of them that i noticed that so far but i i have three dozen i haven't looked at yet so <laughs> jeez no <laughs> i'm kicking myself for only getting two <laughs> hmm. but yeah i haven't noticed that with mine the one i'm looking at right now uh, I don't see any sort of chips or cracks or anything. When is the uh, when is the next one due out? 
Oh, yeah. Pretty soon, I guess. March-ish. Yeah. So I wonder if they communicate with the folks at Field Notes to make sure they don't put them (laughs) out at the same time. I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, good question. That's... I, I, feel, I feel like it's been like a week or so after the field notes announcement, usually. And it should be, I feel like it should be February because it was, well, December, January, February. Yeah, March, never mind. That, I can't count. So that'll, that'll be interesting because it'll be sort of like the end of the subscription cycle. So that'll mm-hmm. be really interesting to see who decides it's worth it to renew. Oh, yeah. And who doesn't. I'm sure that there will be some people dropping off, but it'll be... They should- Push them back a little bit so they're good Father's Day presents. <laughs> yeah. That was my Father's Day present last hint, year. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> like, what do you want for Father's Day? $100 worth of pencils. Okay. <laughs> but then what on Father's Day, I have nothing to open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get a card. <laughs> it's a nice card. Yeah. Well, should we uh, transition over to Tools of the Trade? Or, I mean, uh, sorry. Should we transition over to Fresh Points? Yeah. All right. So we got some kind of build-up fresh points over the last couple of weeks, and we're going to have Andy uh, get us started. Uh, you got a couple that I, I uh, can't wait to talk about, so why don't you get us started? Yeah. Um, the, first, the first big exciting one that I can think about um, is just sort of like on some random day in the group, um, John Fontaine from um, Metal Shop CT and then also from um, the Twist Bullet Pencils just posted this picture of a uh, twist bullet pencil, but with a, uh, like a wooden barrel. Mm. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Oh um, yeah. So it's something he's experimenting with. I believe that he said that they're going to try doing a uh, Kickstarter this summer. Before this summer? Do you remember what he said? I don't remember, okay. actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to try doing a, a Kickstarter for this um, and then offer it maybe in like three different colors. Kickstarter in March. Uh, D D Frank says in the group. So, uh, yeah, it's gorgeous. I actually used uh, a picture of it for the like album art for the Mixler and the Facebook event that we created for the recording here. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, yeah, I think they did a super great job just on that, that version. Um, they had a little contest to see what they wanted to name it. Uh, I suggested the timber twist, which I think (laughs) is I was pretty great. About, I was literally about to type in the same thing. I looked up and saw yours. It's like, hey, cool. Two minds, <laughs> but with a single thought. So, yeah. so if that wins, I think uh, I think they should give us both. Mm. So, unless no, you know, no, they give it the they good. Give us, sorry, yeah, they give us one to split. <laughs> the good wood, yeah, yeah vote for the half. good wood. <laughs> good, the good wood. Yeah, got to split it down the middle, like. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it, it looks so amazing, and I can't wait. I, all I can think about is two two things I'm excited about. One is the weight difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a little lighter, yeah. which is going to be awesome. And also, I can't wait to get one and then see what it looks like in 20 years. Like it's going to be like an old, like uh, yeah, like the top of like a bar table, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> After like it just rubbed and gets smoothed out and smoothed out and discolored, and it's going to look so awesome down the road. Yeah. I can't wait. What are the wood choices? It was cherry. Cherry, walnut, and uh, mahogany. Man, I want me some walnut. Walnut, but yeah, yeah, just like the dudek, dudek stuff. Oh yeah, that'll be awesome. It's a uh, yeah. They're kind of they're kind of playing to a a biased crowd since we all like obviously we like wood wood anyway. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I it's it looks. 
pretty great. So um, somebody suggested that they, they make like aftermarket kits where you can buy just kind of the the raw bullet pen, like the metal part inside, and then people can turn their own wood for it. Which actually that would be cool. It already exists in some other form. There's a like a bullet pencil um, shell that you can buy that you can like put your own. Gosh, can you hear that that drill? I keep talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can like turn your own wood and put it on the top of it. So that, I know that that exists already. So I'm sure that there's a market for it. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely I I don't know which which wood grain I would want, but it's it would be cool to yeah have an option to just get all of that, which I don't know how it goes together. I'm assuming it comes with the cap and you just unscrew that and you can slide the wood piece off or something. I don't know. I imagine, yeah, that, that would be it. Some, yeah, it'd yeah. be cool if you could, um, you know, buy, you know, the, the wood the wood part, you know, separately so you can switch yeah. out the wood. Or get, get all three, yeah. Like a yeah. Little... <laughs> Collect all three. <laughs> <laughs> just swap it like trading cards. <laughs> I'm gonna make one out of like make a little sleeve for it out of cork or something. Yeah, uh, the, the, the copper tubes like Dr. Hans has. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think when um, I think when this Kickstarter launches, we should have them, uh, Joe and Jay, uh, John and Jay, back on and to talk about it. For sure. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, um, we were talking earlier about the 1138 um, and how. You know, were we sure that it was like the MMX or does it, you know, how does it compare? Does it compare really well? And then I was thinking about how um, there is only, from what I found, one sort of comprehensive video out there, um, one comprehensive review of all six of the Palomino Blackwings. Um, and that is a video review by somebody who is in our group. Um, it's actually, I'm assuming, the youngest member of our group. It's Jerry. Um, if you come join our erasable group, um, you can meet Jerry. He's pretty active. Uh, he recorded he recorded a video where he had all six black wings and he just he just put them all side by side and uh, just reviewed them. It's he was, he was in the chat here for a minute. I think yeah, he, where did he go? He ducked out. But... Jerry, are you listening? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So definitely, there's there's a link in show notes. Definitely go check out Jerry's pencil review. It's um it's a it's a bit long. It's what 15 minutes long. Um, but he definitely. You know, you can see the inside of his notebook, and this kid is going to be a scientist someday. I think it's it's very complete. And he spent a lot of time just kind of like doing a qualitative and a quantitative review of the of the two of all all six of the pencils. So, yeah, way to go, Jerry. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. He has some other well some done. other videos too. Mm-hmm. Um, he I've I've never met a fourteen year old more enthusiastic about pencils. <laughs> I liked pencils when I was fourteen, and I was not quite this enthusiastic. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, also, I was going to mention, um, at long last, I finally got my Landland Field Notes. Um, I, I think I ordered it just because I was just at the right place at the right time. It sold out in like like 40 seconds or something like that. <laughs> um, they just had a limited amount. And then, uh, so I just pressed the order button to get it. And then they all got lost in the mail for like two months. <laughs> so finally, uh, they just came. Like everyone's? Like everyone's. So they finally got them back from the post office and then they sort of repackaged them and mailed them back out. And they included all this other like little fun stuff like, oh, we're so sorry. Uh, Here's a coupon for a, you know, percentage off your next order at Landland, Um, which I believe that they sell mostly like posters and prints. They're a design shop for like bands and concerts and venues and stuff. 
So they sort of did what DDC did and just did a dead print edition where they just made field note covers out of uh, out of some of their old posters. And they're they really are gorgeous. Like I don't really want to use them because they're blank paper inside, and that's not my that's not my thing. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm I'll have some pictures of that up on, on the website. Um, I think the last thing I'll mention uh, before we move on is uh, I want to thank June Thomas, who's a good friend of the show and a uh, Slate Slate.com writer and podcaster. Apparently she mentioned us on the Double X podcast. Um, which is, yeah, a lot of people listen to that. It's it's pretty awesome. Um, I know, Tim, you got a you got a text from a from an old friend about it. Yeah, a friend who's living in Chicago who I hadn't talked to in I don't know, maybe a year or something when he moved up to Chicago and got yeah, I got a random text and said, Oh yeah, she sent she mentioned that uh she mentioned your podcast on there and I was like, Hey, I know that guy. So yeah, it was, I had it, it was cool. It was, I had a similar thing. Somebody sent me a Facebook message who's like, OMG, she mentioned your podcast. <laughs> so thank you so much, June. That's awesome. Um I also think we should have her on the show sometime. She has an interesting history with paper products and pens and pencils. So yeah, that's uh, that's it for that's me. Really cool. So, yeah, thanks, June. That was really yeah. really neat. So that about wraps it up for me, uh, Johnny. What about you? Well, I have a whopping two fresh points today. Um, one is I forgot who mentioned it on our Facebook group, but the Dahl One Thirty Three Crank Sharpener that is. You know, sort of along the lines of the the um, classroom friendly in that it, you know, holds the pencil, but it has no bite marks and it takes a fat pencil. And the point is not super long. And it was 12 bucks on Amazon with free shipping. Boom. So I put the link in the show notes. Nice. If folks are interested in a crank sharpener that will sharpen all of your pencils, even a Swiss wood. I'm sorry, the black wood to a delicious point. Like the, the point it puts on the... Um, that counter a beginner's pencil is ridiculous. It's awesome. Charlotte's not to, not to put too fine a point on it, but <laughs> <laughs> and no bite marks. The only downside is that I've noticed that, like a lot of other crank sharpeners, that'll take a fat pencil. The sometimes a regular pencil will go in there a little off center, and it sharpens fine. But aesthetically, like it just drives me completely crazy to look at the pencil and be like, "This pencil was three dollars. Why is the core not centered?" But of course it is. But um, also, if I mean, I guess, I don't know who doesn't live near a Target. Target has, you know, the dollar bin stuff where they'll have um, seasonal pencils that are wrapped in foil and paper like um, Andy hates. But sometimes, you know, the quality of them is not horrible. And they've got a lot of um, sort of designer-looking pencils out now that are cool enough that people are buying them up and selling them on eBay, which is really mean and stupid. But I will admit that Target, I have I will admit that I have bought more than two packs of Star Wars pencils. From the oh, the lightsaber part. ones? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so they have ones that are um, they're round and natural, and they have a dip on the end, like a brown one or a mint-colored one. They're like the coolest-looking pencils. They're like six for a buck, but they're hard to find because people are buying them and selling them on eBay, which shame on you. You're a poop head. They also have ones with uh, copper ferrules. Someone was talking about that in our Facebook group recently, too. So if you're near a Target and you want some cheap pencils, you know, go check them out. You can also get cheap notepads there too, but they fall apart. The pencils do not fall apart. Yeah, that's all I have today. I see Tim's got a nice big list. Yeah, some of these are real short though. So, what is TWA? <laughs> the Writing Arsenal. <laughs> oh. 
I haven't updated it so long. So it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I'll start there. So I, uh, on, I guess it was right around New Year's, I had thought, you know, oh, I need to, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought I, I need to double check on my Squarespace, Squarespace subscription because I had decided that I think it was time to just put the, the blog uh, out to pasture, or, you know, just kind of let it die. And I, the, the thought just kind of popped in my head and I checked it and it was like within 12 hours of automatically renewing. So it was, oh, wow. Destiny, so. <laughs> Speaking uh, so of yeah. Squarespace, Erasable.us is back up. Okay. Well, I guess I'll I guess I'll renew my website now. I was just mad about that. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so I just I decided it was way way overdue. I, I didn't want to pay another you know one hundred and twenty dollars to not blog. So um, yeah. So that that web link, thewritingarsenal.com, is officially gone and dead. So it. Uh, it's not like it's some big sad thing. People were <laughs> very actually very nice about the fact that I stopped. I had some people like reach out and be like, "Good for you," <laughs> <laughs> which is because I, I decided to stop completely with that because I'd rather if I'm going to sit down and write, I'd, I have plenty of other things I'd rather spend that time on writing. And there are so many good pencil blogs out there, both of yours included, and all these great reviews out. That I mean, I don't really think I'd be adding anything that people aren't already doing better than me. So, And if you have anything pencil-related you want to say, you you know that you have two places where you are always yes. welcome. Yes, and that'll that'll happen for sure at some point. Uh, I just didn't want to like waste, a, waste a, a link and just let it be this thing that gets updated once every six or seven months. So. I, ha- I have to admit that my my blog has gone dormant for far too long as well. One of my New Year's resolutions is to try to like keep it updated more often but mm. of course i never actually like set a plan in motion or like yeah. anything so yeah i tried different things i tried to broaden it and say oh, i'll talk about pencils pens and also writing and i'll do add this to it just to like give me more stuff to post up but i just never frankly just never wanted to like i was just we were doing the podcast i enjoy this so much i was like let's just let this be my contribution let that uh go to seed which it I was already at seed it was already flowering into something else so, <laughs> uh, but that's dead. So that's gone. Just want to say that. Uh, moving on. This is I, I like to share when I come across examples of people using pencils in the wild, especially favorite writers. And I don't know if either of you have heard of Ron Rash. Are you familiar with him? His name sounds familiar, but I don't think I am. He's a fairly. Uh, he's a. He's pretty well known in this area, like where I live. He teaches at Western Carolina University, and he. I've actually been coming into ETSU a couple of times and he is easily one of my one or two favorite short story writers ever. Uh, he's incredible. And I've, I got into him just maybe four or five years ago. Really interesting story. He writes a lot about this, this area uh, kind of, it's like his, his stories kind of feel like Flannery O'Connor, but talks about meth and like, <laughs> you know modern things <laughs> but he has these characters that are you know he, he writes these stories that are very gritty and real but the characters are always kind of innocent and trying to do their best like you're, you're always there's that that rule of writing that Kurt Vonnegut said where you, you need to write a character that people can root for and they're just yeah. these really heart-wrenching stories but also you're rooting for you always have somebody to root for excellent writer hmm. um I'd really recommend it. The, the way you may have heard of him is he wrote a novel called Serena, which was turned into the movie with Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. 
about yeah. the lo- the logging industry around Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hmm. but I, I read an interview with him and he talked about pencils, which is always a kind of cool thing. I mean, he he first off admitted that he he likes to write on computers because it makes his life easier in the long run because he's pretty prolific. Now he's he's an older guy. I think he's in his sixties, and he actually didn't get a book deal until he was in his fifties, or until he was fifty. So, which is also very inspiring for me. Uh, you have some time. I, yeah, yeah, I got some time. Uh, but he he talked in an interview about how he, he uses computer because he likes to be able to move a chapter here and there and not have to worry, not make it complicated. But also, every time he gets stuck, his go-to is he says that he. He sharpens three pencils and he sits in front of his fireplace and he writes in front of his fireplace. And he he talked about, uh, yeah, over the course of this little paragraph about how handwriting and writing with pencils uh, is basically how he always unblocks himself. And I thought that there was like some some wisdom there for you know for writers. There is something something mystical about you know writing with a pencil in times where you are stuck because it's it's not real until you put it on the computer. You know. Yeah, John. John. <laughs> just heard. <laughs> At first, I heard like something that sounded Whoops. like a pencil sharpener, and then I heard some ice clinking, and then I heard. <laughs> oh, Johnny um, made a mess. <laughs> Sorry. the The last thing I'll bring up. Uh, actually, I've got uh, two ones. One's a brief one, but I was at a bookstore around here that I frequent. It's called Mr. K's, and I stumbled across a book in a totally random section that was called A Better Pencil. That uh, it, it made me mad, <laughs> first of all. is a book that just pissed me off, but I didn't want to spend the money on it to bring home, even used, so I just left it there. But I took pictures. And so this book, uh, it's by a guy named Dennis Barron. It says, A Better Pencil, Readers, Writers, and the Digital Revolution. And I was going to read the back of it to you. Um, well, the the concept made me mad, and then I read the back. I'm still not going to read the book because, you know, whatever. It doesn't <laughs> sound that interesting to me. But but the back, this is the blurb on the back. It says, a brilliant look at the computer as the latest in a long line of writing implements, from the clay tablet to the printing press to the lowly resilient pencil. The lowly lowly resilient, resilient pencil. pencil is that our episode title the I lowly so. resilient pe- pencil yeah <laughs> uh so uh I, I flipped through it a little bit and it's obviously just kind of a one of those viewpoints of get over it like everything's digital now so let's let's move on you know uh, it it acknowledges things as a progression and how the computer is obviously the ultimate uh, end of writing tools so, yeah. so if you ever want to rage, not, read not if you ever, yeah, if you ever want to not read a book, you might want to think about not <laughs> reading that one. He's got a whopping <laughs> eight reviews on Amazon. It's a very popular yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, the hardback was five dollars used, which was a little little much for me. <laughs> if 50, fifty cents, I might have you know at least bought it, taken it outside, and dropped it in the trash can. But <laughs> what's the title uh, of this book again? A better pencil. A better pencil. Yeah, uh, that's a stupid la- title too. <laughs> it is a stupid <laughs> title. His like, face it is just sounds. <laughs> your face is stupid. It just sounds. He's got a lot of cats that aren't very nice. It just sounds <laughs> defensive. Like, what do you scared of the pencil? What? <laughs> it reminds me of by the uh, pencil. <laughs> reminds me of those um, that papermate uh, mechanical pencil that they have that kind of tries to look like a wooden pencil. It's like finally no, switch away from those those old wood pencils. <laughs> those dumb old wood pencils. Yeah. 
Uh, and the last thing I was going to bring up is that I, I talked about sketching earlier with the Blackwing MMX and sketching is something that I, I do, or I would like to do more, you know, is, is kind of a way to occupy my mind. That's not playing with a game on my phone or something. You know, it's something that I, which I know Johnny, you're a, a sketcher, a doodler and a cartoon drawer. And I, I was going to try this and, and actually I just found this, uh, while we were recording, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but sketching is something I'll try to do on a weekly basis. At some point, I'll take out a notebook and just kind of start doodling, drawing, trying to draw something. I don't stick with it long enough to be any good at it. But when I was checking the 1138 on jet pens, I noticed they didn't have any. But have you seen the jet pens sketch starter kit? Either no. of you? Yeah, only, they. Only after you posted it. Yeah, yeah, it's this. So they've created this little kit, sketch starter kit, which seems like a really uh, really awesome kit and a good deal, actually. I mean, it's fifty dollars, but in this kit, it's got they have some one of those Nemo some of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got some of my favorite things. There's a, a Nemo sign notebook, the kind of landscape wire bound. Yeah, so that's, you know, across the top, it comes with a dozen Blackwing pearls. Hmm. Uh, you get a .4 Pilot High Tech C, uh, a Pentel water brush. A Sakura Pigma Micron pen, which are really, really cool pens. I've always really enjoyed those. And then yeah. it, it comes with a an eraser and also one of those ratchet sharpeners, which <laughs> the Ricetta sharpeners, the Sonic Ricetta sharpeners, which I really enjoy. I actually I really like that sharpener. So it's a cool. I like cool to think kit. that you were saying ratchet, like how yeah. kids sometimes say ratchet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they spell Everything it the same crazy. way. <laughs> and students use that and like, do you know what you're saying? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it comes with an uni boxy eraser. So it's a really cool kit. So I encourage you to check it out if you're interested in uh, sketching and want just kind of a cool smattering of things, of pens and pencils and paper and sharpeners and just kind of all together. I think they did a really awesome job of piecing that together. And I'm thinking about maybe uh, going after that sometime in the future. Just because I like, I've got, obviously I have pearls and I have the sharpener, but I don't have the notebook, and I'm actually out of all of those types of pens, so it could be a really cool cool way to get back into it. I really like that Nemo sign notebook. Mm-hmm. Nemo Sine. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> this one is called the Marumon. Maru-man? Isn't that like a cartoon character, too? I th- Ooh, that's I what I was Like a Pokemon type of a thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right, well... Why don't we, that's all I've got. So why don't we switch over and finish up by talking about uh, some of our favorite pencils now, starting 2016. Uh, And I will, spoiler alert, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to mention the Palomino HB, actually. (laughs) uh, Yes, you are. Yeah, I just did. (laughs) (laughs) I had to start it. I had to say it before we even started just to get my plug in. (laughs) Yeah, but Andy, why don't you uh, start us out? Yeah. So I was uh, I was reading over my my list. You could tell us how you're how you went about making the list, because I think all of us kind of went in some different directions. So explain like what the list is and then walk us through it. Sure. Yeah. So uh, first of all, these are all based on. if you go to erasable.us slash top five, T-O-P number five, um, we have our list there. And just something uh, we originally came up with sort of the, you know, the top five pencils that we are using um, either like most of the time or in the moment. Um, I tended to 
for me personally, mine are sort of like my classic five go-to pencils, the ones that I usually have somewhere within short vicinity of my, like where I'm writing. Um, and so the, the five that I had were the Golden Bear, uh, the Blackwing 602, the Palomino Blackwing 602, uh, the High Uni 2B, the test, Musgrave Test Scoring 100, uh, and then the Statler Norris, uh, like the school pencil. <laughs> and I was thinking about this, and I I don't think those have changed. Like, I try, <laughs> like, I have kind of a, I have those, and I have kind of a rotating in and out of other ones that I'm just playing with. So I guess if I were to add one to the list, it would be that those really great recycled Tombos that I talk about with the the black eraser and, um, oh, yeah, they, those are nice. Yeah, they actually come in different styles as well. You can get them. Um, they actually have a bunch of different styles at CW Pencils and at the Mido store out here. But like, I don't use that one often enough, in my opinion, to put it on this list. But that ugly test scoring 100? <laughs> Not <laughs> the generals? It's so, it's so weird looking. Um, <laughs> That's the California influencing you. <laughs> Keep, keep Musgrave weird. We need bumper stickers that say keep, keep Musgrave weird. <laughs> be silver with those little That's, boxes on them. There's an episode title too right yeah. there. I would put that on my car. <laughs> keep Musgrave, Musgrave weird. I wonder how they would feel about uh about that. Um, so I don't think they'd ever see it. They don't use the internet. So <laughs> it's it's so epically bad. <laughs> um, I've I've actually emailed them before saying, "Hey, can I just like." redo your website just please please um keep, keep, keep musgrave weird um i just like it it's not super comfortable to hold but it just lays down such a nice point point and the point retention is so good I, I feel like the point retention to blackness ratio is as like balanced as as any of them i don't know how you guys feel about that but just the mm -hmm. way that that i write with it it, it keeps his point so well I'm still a fan of it. Yeah. As really? ugly as it is. It's it's ugly and it like it's yeah. uncomfortable because there's no there's like super sharp corners and they just sort of like put silver paint on it without any sort of a lacquer. <laughs> yeah, it looks like spray paint. Yeah, it does look like it's <laughs> spray paint. It. That's true. Uh, but, but the the general's five eighty is so much nicer. Yeah. In every single way, except that it's expensive and hard to get, I guess. That could be a deal breaker. I, I just here. So the thing is, is the 580 just it, it just kind of looks boring. Like it's just a black pencil. Whereas at least it, it's it's weird looking, but at least the test scoring 100 is like <laughs> we're gonna have a fight next month in New York, probably. <laughs> in Union Square, buddy. Sharks and the, <laughs> the Musgraves and the Generals. Doctor Hans is gonna be the referee. <laughs> but poor Tim is gonna be caught in the middle. I like both of you. I love both of you. <laughs> we'll film it for Tim. How do I? How do I choose? <laughs> uh, I have more tattoos, so obviously I would win in a fight. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you even have a an anchor. You have like a Popeye tattoo too. Yeah, and a lot of stars. I live in California. We just power. we're just always like super smoked out and like, hey, hey, man, <laughs> hey, Dude. man. That's just like your opinion, man. It's just like your opinion. Like ties the pencil case together. <laughs> I watch the Democratic debate, and every time I watch a debate, for some reason, I feel an urge to watch the Big Lebowski afterwards, and I don't understand why. <laughs> actually, actually, 
I actually said that to the the guy I was with. I was like, I just really feel like every time this happens, I just feel like watching the Big Lebowski. <laughs> well, they're equally logical. <laughs> we should we should have an episode where we come up with um, what pencil we think each of the presidential candidates would use. Well, I thought you were going to say what every character from Big Lebowski would use. Or that, too. <laughs> Both of those. Hillary would use a 10H that you can't ever see or trace. <laughs> I think that Bernie Sanders would just use an Office Depot pencil. Just or like, like a, a black crayon. The most, yeah, yeah the most common. And Donald Trump, like would, Donald, Donald Trump would use that one that, um, oh, that they make. He'd only use the exotic wood pencils. Yeah, <laughs> only the exotic wood. Uh, he'd use the Swiss wood like Toffer. <laughs> he's gone yeah. okay we shouldn't talk politics <laughs> anyhow uh, yeah so out of the out of the five I think that I'm just going to leave my list the same because like other ones other ones come and go but I was thinking I was searching my soul and these seem like they were the just the standard go to so I should revisit this again and see what happens how about you Johnny what are your what's your top five well, I, I think I took a different approach in that um, I just took a snapshot of today. Like, what have I been using the most in the last, you know, two or three weeks? So I came up with the Mitsubishi Penmanship Pencil in 4B, because I've never tried the 6B. Um, the Blackwing 211, the Karen Dash Natura, that, I don't know what you want to call it. The, it's a Faber-Castell grip pencil, but it's completely blacked out, even the wood, because it's just sexy. And I don't want to put two Blackwings on there, but the Blackwing 1138, because I've just been using them both a lot, drawing mean cartoons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, none of them are repeat from my other list, except for the fact that the 1138 and the MMX, in theory, are the same pencil inside, under the hood. And there's always something German on there, apparently. But I'm kind of ashamed that I don't have an American pencil at all. I wanted to, I don't know, lie and put one on there, but this isn't a lie. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you hate your country, Johnny. I do. Make pencils do. I'm not, again, Johnny. I'm not wearing any red or white, only blue and gray. Johnny, what pencil would Martin O'Malley use? Would he, would he use like Martin a, O'Malley? a right pad? Martin, would he use like yeah, a right he'd pad? Use a fo- fo- you know what he would do? He would <laughs> he would let people waste their money fundraising for him while he didn't even use a damn pencil. That's what he would do. No, no, he would he would uh, as he did when he was a mayor and the governor. This is horrible. Get a, real, a pencil case full of really, really good pencils, sharpen them up, and not do a damn thing with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, sorry, no. I opened that can of worms. Uh, yeah, well, we got same-sex marriage, and um, we repealed <laughs> the death penalty in Maryland. And after that, he could just go to another country. His work is done. We're happy now. <laughs> go away. And, you know, he did it for the wrong reasons, obviously. Oh. <laughs> Does anyone on though. here who doesn't live in Maryland know who the hell Martin O'Malley even is? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now he was a good mayor. He was not a very good governor. We don't we don't like him anymore down around these parts. Okay, moving on. <laughs> it's my own fault. It's my own fault. <laughs> I live in a state that keeps trying to be three states, so yeah. So Tim, how about how about your list? Yeah, I kind of went about mine in a weird way. It's a, it's a weird mix of different reasons of why it's there, um, and as far as what looking forward, what seems to be my primary pencil for the year is the two eleven, uh, close second being the Cedar Point number one. So those two are on my list as pencils that I am using constantly right now. 
and I suspect I will for the remainder of the year. Kind of at the center of my rotation, aside from the pencil which shall not be named. Um, the Voldemort pencil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's there's there are three others I was going to talk about, kind of for different reasons. One is, you know, in the past, I've always complained about pencils that were too hard. Uh, and now I find myself kind of opening up to the harder pencils. And one that I've been using a lot this week is the Renew, which I liked before, but now I really like. And so I've been using yeah. that. So I think the Renew is going to be one that I'm going to use a, a good bit. So that definitely makes my list. Uh, in the 580, ha. Just, the, the, <laughs> the scoring 580, just because I haven't used it enough uh, lately. And I, I will say that it's it seems between the the test scoring 100 and the 580 i like them for different reasons and i f- the the 580 does seem softer less smeary yeah well i just don't i never notice smearing really i guess overall More boring as, as a <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just black with white letters <laughs> uh, but that's on my list something i want to use more and the last one is one that I've never used, which I need to get because it just seems like something I would like, which is the the bugle. Hmm. Oh crap, I could yeah. have sent you some. Which is the is that Musgrave or Generals? Musgrave. Musgrave. Keep Musgrave weird. Pretty. Uh, <laughs> I was using one of those yesterday. Yeah. That's actually why I put it on the list, is I saw your picture. Uh when you with the a movable feast in, in that book or in that pencil. So that's one that I want to get and I want to try because it's one that Seems like I said, right in my wheelhouse, and I just haven't made the jump yet because they are a little harder to get because you have to order them. I know CW Pencils has them, and I don't know if you can get dozens of them anywhere for any sort of discount. But uh, they are cheap, though. Yeah, yeah. What are they? It's like thirty cents or something. Yeah, I forgot. I just put it in order to uh, CW, and I didn't get. Usually, I'll get a dozen of those and hand them out to people, but I forgot. This time, I could have hooked you up. Well, I have a couple. I can hook you up. Uh, I, I I need to make an order from CW Pencils, so well, uh, I can I can get some. Thanks though. I I uh, I looked it up on Amazon, and the results were Cedar Points, uh, three albums by Casey Musgraves, called <laughs> Pageant Mat- called tr- Pageant Material, same trailer, different park. <laughs> and and then three actual bugles. <laughs> wow, <laughs> actual bugles. Yeah, like actual bugles. <laughs> like the regiment WI eight hundred BG bugle. Yeah. How much does that cost? Sixty six dollars. So maybe I'll just get that. That seems really cheap for a bugle. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a steal, right? <laughs> there's another one. It's the Boy Scout brass and copper blowing bugle attack war command signal horn ten point six inch <laughs> with beautiful colorful rope. That's the full title. So again, somebody again the title is Boy Scout Brass and Copper Blowing Bugle Attack War Command Signal Horn 10.6 inches with beautiful colorful rope. Dot dot dot. You can That's blow this bugle in the bathtub, in the living room, in the dining room, outside, inside. <laughs> so that's another option i guess i could go with that yeah it's only 40 bucks so that's a it seems pretty uh pretty fair for the bugle market these days (laughs) (laughs) so that's (laughs) you know a lot about the economy of the bugle market yeah yeah you just have to stay up to date if you want to be (laughs) relevant bugle finger you want to be relevant (laughs) (laughs) 
get off. <laughs> this is bringing to mind uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Yes. I love that movie so much. Uh, all right, so. Well, that's my list. So I guess yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, we should have a we should have a place maybe on the website to collect and publish bugle prices. Bugle prices. We <laughs> <laughs> well, we become the leading authority this, on current. This seems bugles, like right? a good time to announce our new podcast venture, which is just B- about bugles. B- bugle boys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the bugle boys. There's our episode title. <laughs> uh, the bugle boys. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh... Andy, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at bugleboys.us. No. <laughs> um, no, I am. Uh, you can find my unfortunately infrequent writings at erasable, no, woodclinch.com. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter at, at awelfly or at woodclinched if you want to see specifically pencil, pencil things. How about you, Johnny? Well, I am on the internet once again at PencilRevolution.com. I put up something last week, and I have some more stuff on deck. So that's exciting if you're me. Um, I'm on Instagram at Johnny Gamber, one word, and on Twitter at Pencilution. How about you, Mr. Tim? You can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum, and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. Uh, and you can find the Erasable podcast at Erasable.us, and the show notes for today are at Erasable.us slash 43. We really encourage you to join our Facebook group if you haven't already. I'm sure most of you have, but you need to get on it if you haven't because it's a really great place to talk about this stuff, a safe place to talk about this stuff. That's facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. Also, you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash erasable podcast, which is kind of our our way of you know, sort of sounding our bugle, so to speak, to say that there's a new episode out. Uh, you can get announcements about new episodes, new information from the podcast, maybe if we're doing another T-shirt sale, something like that. So that's facebook.com slash podcast. So you can uh, like us there. We're also on Twitter at podcast and on Instagram at podcast. So we would really encourage you and really appreciate anyone's uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes, or recommend us on Overcast, whatever format you use, just to help us uh, get the word out about our podcast, find more closet pencil junkies that need a safe place to talk about this stuff. Or bugle junkies. Or bugle junkies, yeah. So that- <laughs> <laughs> hey, junkies are people too. <laughs> Terrible. And bugles are people too. Baltimore. Junkie gamber. <laughs> there already is a junkie gamber. How did you know the third baby name? <laughs> what? <laughs> junkie gamber. <laughs> Yeah, or you just call him Bugle. Yeah. Gonna come out with a coffee cup in one hand and a stack of pencils in the other. <laughs> just clinking his eyes. Clinking his eyes. <laughs> Comes out and he spills his drink. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to episode forty-three of the Erasable Podcast, and we hope to talk at you soon. Right. Bye. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com. Gaze me with wonder.